Hi, this is Daniel Wallace, writer of the Star Wars Adventure Guide series, and you're listening to Star Wars Undirect. This station is being brought to you via Nolsoft Shoutcast streaming technology. For more information, visit shoutcastshoutcast.com. Star Wars on Direct is brought to you by SimpleNet. With SimpleNet, obtain a low-cost advertising for your company or, quite simply, a space to put your personal website online. Join us at www.simple-net.ca. Go that way. You'll be malfunctioning within a day, you know, that scrap pile. The following program is intended for mature audiences. Are you stuck up? Welcome to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom, where hi, the host, I'm not prepared at all to do the show tonight. No, it's just a joke. I'm going to be the moderator for tonight's show, because you know what? And you are? This is like, what do you mean? Who are you? I'm the host. What's your name? I said, this is the host. I'm the host. What's the host. The host. As in, he is the host. Like, the host. No? Okay. Well, my name is Will Mutes, and I'm joined by Brian and Audrey. Hi, Audrey. Hello. How you doing? All right. She brought a few surprises for us to bang on each other's head during the show. That's going to be funny. And, uh, of course, uh, this is January 22nd, 2006. If you're listening to us through podcast, well, you probably should have joined us during the live chat because it's going to be, it promises to be very funny. Audrey's going to be monitoring the chat, and Brian's going to be monitoring the chat, and I'll be monitoring the chat while they'll be, like, going at each other's throat. To know who is the most powerful force user. I'm just going to slice him down with my lightsaber. <laughs> End of debate. should have brought mine. <laughs> I came armed and prepared. <laughs> uh, sorry, Brian. So, you can contact us by sending us an email at stuart.swendirect.com. You can chat with us, uh, check us out on the webcam, listen to us live, uh, get a link to our blog, uh, talk to us on your, our Star Wars Undirect message board all on our main site, which is www.swendirect.com. You can also reach us by MSN Messenger at swendirect at hotmail.com, of course. 
So, Sebastian, as per usual, we have the same good old shitty, tone. shitty, well, shitty good. It's bad. not shitty. It's really, really good. It's it's a perfect sound card. It's been firmware updated, so that's why it hasn't crashed on us yet. And I'm oh, guessing it's that's why because it wasn't shitty like. It's the, not shitty like like Danny's. Yeah, that's it. It wasn't shitty because ours is good. Yeah. Not like Danny's. Not like Danny's. Because Danny had a shitty computer. Yeah. He still has the same shitty computer. Well, it's a shitty computer. And he still does the same shitty editing of the shitty show. Of the shitty with the shitty? Yeah. Okay, shitty. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't you seen that movie, Shitty Shitty Bang Bang? (laughs) 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 It just had to go in there. So the sound card may crash, but don't worry, we'll be right back up. And uh, we'll be right back on the air, and you'll be hearing us yapping again. Yap, yap, yap. Yap, 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 yap. It's going to be funny. All right. Well, I want to mention that uh, last week was pretty much the fifth year anniversary of Star Wars on Direct. Fourth. Fourth year. Fifth. Fifth anniversary. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's been 2000 to 2005, and we're in 2006. That's pretty much five years. La 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 la. <laughs> so we officially have been running longer than our forefathers, and in terms of just like hours, we might have something somewhat close. We got seventy-three French episodes, regular episodes, regular episodes, and special and special editions. No, no, no. That's yes. that. I I just checked that seventy-three episodes. That's regular. No, that's including the two special editions. Actually, are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. And uh, we've got you know. This is our 72nd show. They're up to 145. Jeez, that's a lot, man. That's without counting the special editions. Yeah. Oh? Jeez, crazy. I only missed, like, two shows, I think, and you missed two shows. Probably Danny's missed a bunch of shows, but he's a jerk. Hey, you were right. It's 73 shows in French. 73 shows in French. Excluding the special editions. Excluding the special editions. And we had, like, some special editions that lasted very long. And then there's four special editions. Yeah. So... That tells you we're we're dedicated folks. And we are. I'm gonna keep on doing it as long as you keep on listening shows in French. So we're up to one hundred and forty five total. Five more before that magic one fifty. Yeah. We're gonna have to celebrate that. I'll I'll, I'll bring in the, 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 the sake or champagne or we'll do something. Awesome. We'll go to like a fancy restaurant and broadcast live from there. Hey, that could be a great thing. We we could do the dinner for five thing again. Don't you think? Aw, I love you too, Danny. Okay. He just told me he just told me something really rude. Am oh. I allowed to repeat it? No, you're not allowed to repeat it. I don't Jeez. know what it is, but I don't know what it is, and I don't. He yeah. said "f you." He said "f you" with a winky. With a winky. Oh. Oh, Danny, you're such a charmer. Just, you know, he blasts us off of the air, but in the chat, it's just incredible. All right, so before we go on to the show, who's with us tonight? Who's doing it? It's like Audrey. It's like it's it's your tonight job. In, tonight in the chat so far, we have Admiral, we have Adria, uh, we have Apprentice, uh, Delos, E fifty one fifty, Acasra, Gambler, uh, Skylover, Succotai, Thrawn, Tigerclaw, and all of us. <laughs> so. So, Sebastian, what are we going to do now? Well, now we're going to talk about our personal shit. Isn't that cool? Here, let me just yeah. put in like a little transition to please Danny.
So I was just saying that maybe we should change the transition, make it the hyperspace one. We could. Because it's like a different reality. Is, isn't it? It's like maybe we should like also record like the old, uh, the old, uh, what was I going to say? Twilight Zone, you know, beginning. That'd be funny. We control the vertical, the horizontal. So, um, it was my birthday Tuesday, and I got some money, and I kind of had an idea in my head that I wanted a master replica force effects lightsaber for a little while now. And it's been churning in my head. And uh, I got some money from Best Buy. And I was looking at Best Buy, and apparently you can buy their lightsabers, the, the Master Replica Force Effects lightsabers, at Best Buy. So this afternoon, I decided I was going to get one. And I knew which one I wanted. And I wanted the Luke Return of the Jedi green lightsaber. So I went to Best Buy. I took my little brother, and my sister heard, oh, she was like, oh, I gotta go. So the three of us went, and we picked up, we looked at the lightsabers. They had Mace Windu, they had Anakin, and they had uh, Luke Skywalker, what I wanted. So I picked up my Luke Skywalker, and I brought it home, and it's all pretty, it's all sitting on a stand. I wanted to t- bring it tonight, but I thought, no, I'll be in the car, and I don't want to, like, worry about it, and, you know, potentially break it, or scratch it, or anything like that. But then, like, Audrey brought her three and I'm all jealous now and should have brought it. But you get to play with mine while you, yours isn't here. Yeah, but mine's cooler. It's nice and balanced. It's not heavy. It's not too light. It's just right. And that's why you chose that one. Yes, because it's perfect. I'm just greedy. I want them all. <laughs> I just, I just like maybe eventually, maybe I'll get another one. But I wanted that one because it's so cool. So you're happy now. Yeah, I'm very happy. Now you're going to be able to sneak out of your of your room during the night. He use it as his night light. That's so it. <laughs> fall in the hallway. Yeah, <laughs> I just had a really bad picture. <laughs> I'm just picturing my shorts is bigger than your shorts. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> There's a little mix of that in my sick and twisted mind. Yeah. So You're anyhow, rubbing off on me already. Dude, <laughs> 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 that's gross. I totally didn't mean it the way you're taking it. There. Yeah, let's let's rock against the wedge. All right, that's all right. Nasty. Let's let's just not. Oh yeah. Okay, I'm not oh, going that's there. Right. Stop. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> <Sebastian>. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, where's that I mature audience? To know that again? side of Sebastian Norobod. <laughs> Wow, you guys are going to continue. I'm going to go upstairs. <laughs> I'm going to have a nice chat with your mom, Sebastian, and that's it. I think that's we, need, we might need a moment alone. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, if you're listening, this has... Ab- <laughs> <laughs> Don't kill me! Don't My kill me, will come running and bashing down the door. <laughs> that's it. It's like, you know, with, with his own lightsaber or something. <laughs> I'm afraid. <laughs> well... You can Brian hyperventilate over here. <laughs> so, did, did anyone here uh, actually had a chance to see Brokeback Mountain? No. Brian? Mean the movie. Back Broken Mountain? No, Brokeback Mountain. No. Okay. Well, I want to say that uh, if our friends in the South want to go see a movie that they're going to be understandable, well, they could go see the movie because they're going to understand it. Because I ain't understand a word, especially in the beginning when Eat Ledger was speaking with his little teeth like that and he couldn't Mika, what he was freaking saying. You mean you need a, you need it's a, a really good titles? It's almost, yeah. It's <laughs> a really good movie. It tells you about true love between two men 
and going fishing and all that, and they fall in love. But you know what? Yeah. Is there a lot of, like... I, I Wyoming's a beautiful countryside. <laughs> but Sebastian, is there like a lot of... Is there any like sexual scenes or something like there that? There are some sexual scene ladies. You're going to be happy. Do they kiss like, or do they like oh, they get down kiss, to business? And they actually get down to business very roughly, I might add. And I'm sorry for all the younger audiences right now, but it, it actually involves spitting and... Oh, oh god. So... I just want everybody to walk into that theater like knowledgeable of what they're they're facing. It's somewhat of a disturbing movie. I'm not sure like. All right, is it disturbing because you're homophobic? Oh, not at all. I'm very comfortable with my sexuality, Brian. Okay. You want to kiss on the webcam to prove that to the other? Yeah, there you go. I kiss enough boys. It's not that was scary. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was uh, I was about to say that I also went to see Underworld this week. How was it? Underworld Revolution. And it basically picks up where the other movie stops, and it just goes on. Is it good? It's it's okay. Okay. How was the first one? Is it worth... Well, if you like the first one, you're going to like the second one. It's not that much better than the first one, though. I guess it's something if, you really, if you're really into vampires and, you know, lichens, you, sh- you should go see the movie and you'll like it. Uh, otherwise, I'm guessing it's a DVD. Okay. We sold out of the DVD this week. So. Everybody comes in. Oh, do you have, do you have Underworld? No, yeah. we sold out. See, it's, it's good. It's good, but, you know. Oh, and this week, guess what came out? Two awesome things. The Aristocrats. On DVD? Yeah, we had, we didn't get it in, because. For, do, for those and, of you who uh, want to know what we Lord were talking a few words a show, uh, a few, a few shows, shows ago. The Aristocrats came out on DVD. Yeah. Um, and also Lord of War, which I talked about a couple shows ago. Yeah, both very good movies. Which apparently wasn't, isn't really that good of a movie to buy Lord on DVD. Lord of War. Yeah, because yeah. there's not that many extras. Actually, there's a, there's two editions. There's the one disc and there's the two disc. Yeah. Uh, the two disc when there's two two different versions, a two disc and a one disc. The difference is usually a dollar if it's a Warner Brothers movie, uh-huh. or um, if it's not a Warner Brothers another maybe it's two or three dollars. Okay. Warner Brothers is like they put out Batman and they put out a special edition for Batman Begins two editions one dollar difference special edition came with a comic book and an extra DVD cool fuckers hey that's them for you I'm waiting for the big box set <laughs> why with all of them yeah they already came out with that for in, the Tim in 20 yeah well that's it but in 20 years from now nah whatever when all the good Batman movies will be out <laughs> and uh what else is... Oh, I actually got my hands on the DVD for The Island. And I would say it's a good science fiction movie to have into uh, your collection. You know what? I thought it was just a rehash of everything I had seen before. A lot of people would, would tend to say that, and I, I'd agree with them. But if you f- if you see it, like, you know, at a good price, I'd say go see it. If you're going to pay more... Rent it. If you're going to pay more than $24, don't. Seriously. But otherwise... I, I'd rent it if you want to see it. So. Okay. And, uh... Audrey, how was your week? My week was pretty good. Um, I'm all excited because I got myself a little micro-machine kit that's sitting on top of my screen at home now and, uh, keeping me company and warm at night. <laughs> I've wanted to have a little kit at home for a while now, and so I'm very happy to have it. Awesome. It's come to me all the way from Australia. We're almost slipping into our main subject here. I'm scared. Almost. Almost. <laughs> He's already, like, ready to bite. It's incredible. 
Wow. Well, I want to say that today there was a meeting of the Montreal Science Fiction Fantasy Association, which will not be referred to as Monsva, and we had some folks from the uh, Montreal RASC, which is uh, the Royal Astronomical Society of Canada, and uh, they showed us like a 3D pictures of the of both so uh, Spirit and is it Odyssey the other one? <gasps> I forgot the name of the two rovers that are now on Mars and still roving on Mars right now. And uh, we saw some, some like really cool 3D landscape of Mars, and it's really nice. And uh, if there's someone who would like to get a pair of 3D glasses, uh, I got an extra one, so I'm willing to sh- send it to you by mail, so that you can go on the NASA website and see their stereopic like, 3D pictures cool. come alive onto your screen. Because it's, it's very nice pictures to look at. And I, and I, in all honesty, if you're a little interested by Mars... I think you should definitely uh, contact me. Sure. I guess that that's pretty much I it. I just want to give a quick shout-out to Vader Lives, because he missed the chat, and we were, we were describing people in the chat. This is his first time listening live. Is it? Yes, it is. Hey, buddy. Welcome to our, like, bigger, wider audience. So, so Audrey's going to tell us who's with us in the chat right now. Okay, right now we have Admiral, we have Adria, we have Cocky171... We have E5150, Casra, Gambler, uh, Heels 1785, uh, Skylover, Snakes, Sakatai, Thrawn, Tigerclaw, Vader Lives, and us. And us. <laughs> yes, we're there. Fun. So, Sebastian, where are we heading next? Well, next, my dear Brian, we are heading to the community update. So, we'll be right back after this short presentation. And welcome to this week's community update. So, what's happening? Well, uh, I want to tell you that the Chicago Force Book Club will be having... uh, uh, Chicago Force Air Adventure Book Club will be discussing the New Jedi Order Star by Star by Troy Denning. Hey, that's that's close to our new to our next show, eh? When they use and Vong unleash a new deadly threat against the Jedi, Hanakin, Jason, and Jaina lead a strike force into the art of the enemy. Join them in their talk about this pivotal book, which will have a major consequence on the multi-year story. Of course, that will happen on January 28th. So that's next week. Club will meet at 1 p.m. at Barnes and Nobles, which is located 590 East Gulf Road in Schumburg, and uh, they will have lunch at Proxy 3 p.m. at a nearby restaurant. So, feel free to to go uh, have fun with them if you wanna. If you want to, you can also contact Tom Olson, who's Tom Solo at Tom Solo T H O M Solo at ChicagoForce.org for more information. We can give, visit their their uh, website at ChicagoForce. Org. Is it Chicago? Chicago. Chicago. Chicago? It's like Toronto. It's like Toronto? No, Toronto. Yeah, okay. I have friends in Toronto. Toronto. Okay. I'm not good at that. Really, really bad. Uh, so, for those of you who are, uh, like, granted access to Star Wars Kids, I highly recommend that you go make a visit over there because they've been having uh, a very nice showcase of uh, Star Wars paper dolls. So, drop by because it's 
It's very nice what little Jordan did. And uh, in the further community update, uh, of course, action, adventure, and movie making is still going on at the Carnegie Science Center in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Art and Science of Star Wars at Studio Science is still going on in Europe until August 27th of next year. Well, this year, actually. Star Wars, where science meets imagination in the Museum of Science in Boston, Massachusetts. Art of Star Wars in Singapore is still going on until April 3rd. And Lucasfilm will be making a very nice presentation at WonderCon, the Moscone Center in San Francisco, next February 10th to 12th. And uh, I want to tease you guys. I got to listen to like the next... The upcoming uh, Star Wars action news that we'll be ta- that we'll be talking to Arnie and Marjorie later on today, and uh, it's a very very nice interview they had with Steve Sansweet, uh, the first one that was last week, and uh, the one that is uh, that is coming out this week. You have to listen to because is there any good spoilers drop? Isn't I wouldn't say there's like any good spoilers drop, but there's really nice good Steve Sansweetie teasing way kind of things in there. Awesome. So you'll have to listen to it. It's it's just really, really great. If you're into Star Wars fandom, you have to listen to it, otherwise you just can't call yourself a Star Wars fan. Ooh, that's pretty harsh, man. So that's pretty much it. I also want to mention that the Imperial Alliance will be showing uh, Star Wars episode 4, 5, and 6 uh, with a little uh, recap of episode 1, 2, and 3 just beforehand, and that will happen on February... 11th, 2006, and it's going to be uh, near near our studios, actually. That's, that's kind of funny. So Whose house? Uh, it's not a house, it's actually a church, I believe. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, follow up with more details next week. Uh, current ticket price for the attendance is $20, and it includes food. So, if you want to see the... Uh, food? If you want to see the big movies on the big screen of 12 by 8 with a big sound system, now's the time to... You know, contact me if you want some more details on the event. I will be giving it out uh, some more next week. On this note, we go on with the show. StarWarsFanWorks.com, the home of Star Wars fan audio on the Internet. It's your home for Star Wars fan audio genre news, a comprehensive catalog of fan-made Star Wars radio shows, parody tales, and serious audio dramas. With behind-the-scenes features, a message board, reviews, tutorials, convention coverage, an Internet movie database-style directory of the entire Star Wars fan audio community, and the only fan audio community recognized Star Wars Fan Audio Academy Awards held each year. StarWarsFanWorks.com. Fandom has a whole new sound. And in the fan audio news this week, uh, well, Ronnie Zone Radio number 24 was released. It returns uh, with its uh, final segment of the Tupic E2 Inside and Out. Also, in this episode, you can uh, f- Colleen Roney. Uh, Jeff Roney's wife is being made a full-time co-host for the series, so congratulations to our friend Colleen, because that's very nice for her. Congratulations to Jeff also for getting a co-host, because that's so much more livelihood in your shows. Now, in the beginning of, uh, in the beginning, Serial Edition spe- uh, number one has been released, out on the heels of his per- first special edition, uh, released three days ago. Andrew Bettis, in the beginning, returns with the first new Serial Edition of In the Beginning. This new series, Foundations, features a look into the origins of various early and influential Star Wars fan-made radio shows. Up first is a look with Roby Chastain into the origins of Star Wars and beyond. Also, Echo's cover images have been revealed, which is an original podcast novel. Hi, 
Anyways, sorry about that. Uh, the uh, the upcoming podcast novel by Nathan P. Butler, Second Strike and Buffalo Universe and all, is saved for release sometime before the end of summer 2006. But it as the, we we can see the image on StarWarsFanWorks.com, and I'm going to put the direct link into our chat room so that uh, people with us in the chat right now can go check it out. It's it's uh it's classy. Yeah, I say it's classy. I can't wait to see uh, Mr. Butler into his uh, tuxedo at the launching of that CD. Cool. We've got to go there. It's going to be funny. Now, Ultra Drama January has been updated. Uh, as we enter 2006, it's time to take stock of the somewhat fluttering audio drama subgenre of Star Wars fan audio. As many fanworks visitors likely saw earlier this month, the two projects that had spun out of the rise of nobility, Ultra Drama, have both left the roster of upcoming dramas. Summer's Dream was cancelled, while Surrender of Promises was put on indefinite hold. We now also have more disappointing news to report. Julius Harper of Trek Wars The Fury Conflict that the second chapter of that Ultra Drama series is also on indefinite hold, though his silent universe will still premiere on February 15th. Rich Sigrift has let us know that while X-Wing Gold Squadron, which he is producing for writer Will Kitchenmaster, uh, Sid's Journal, which he is working on with Michael Smith, are both still underway, albeit somewhat slowly. The long-awaited Despair Geology, which he is still produced for writer Casey Brown, is on indefinite hold, as Brown is yet to send the collected recording and other materials to Sigrift for mixing. We can also report that, uh, thanks to a quick phone call to Ian Bowie, that his exile and coexistence of the drama will still be made, but they are on indefinite hold, while the short fan film that they are to be based on, are also called Exile, is being completed this year. Now on the plus side, because yes, there is some good news, Matt Lowen's anthology, Runaway, is still on track to be mixed with Steve Flaherty. Flaherty Blues Har- Blue Harvest seems to be still in production. Conquest of the Empire's final three chapters and special edition of its first chapter are all still in production, albeit entered by slow submission from some actors. Brooke Child's Spreading is now being recorded and Michael Sheridan's Logan's Chronicle is still on track with its second episode. There are also rumblings that a previous shelf from Butler, Context, may be picking up steam to actually enter production, but that's still up in the air at this point. Another rumor out there suggests that Mark Newbold may be gearing up for a new Hodo drama, from NHP, but no official announcement has been made. On a non-Star Wars note, albeit from Star Wars fan audio creators, we can also report that Jeff Roney's True Tales, Joe Iverson's Age of Swords, and N.P. Butler's Echoes are still underway. Also, on a non-Star Wars note, we sadly have to report that Eric Alps missed The Book of Atreus, as gone on indefinite hold due to legal questions and the loss of the lead, the lead actor. So the old drama genre is seemingly going, uh, undergoing a few changes, twists and turns, but of course if you want the latest news about that, you can go visit www.starwarsfanworks.com. Yes, that is right. So that's something, there's a lot of thing happening right now in the fan audio, you know, it's, uh, it's incredible. And uh, we're going to finish this on a, good, uh, on a good note, Star Wars and Beyond uh, has released a double play. Uh, Star Wars and Beyond number 11 features an interview with Rookie of the Outcasts, relatively new co-host Earl Newton. The second episode, number 12, features an interview with Brian Patrick Stoyle, who will soon star in Star Wars and Beyond as their new co-host. You can download both these episodes via Fanworks website. There we go. So don't you think there's a lot of things going on right now, Brian, in the fan audio community? There's a lot of things going on. It's a very exciting time to be in fan audio. 
it's it's incredible, isn't it? All right. Well, I just want to say there there's only two more episodes to go through. We're almost through the Jedi Talk series, the entire Jedi Talk series. And tonight we're going to be listening to Jedi Talk number twenty-nine, which is Not entire Jedi, Jedi Talk. It's it's a Stormtrooper Bob episode number twenty-nine. Uh, we're rebel, sure. So I invite you to listen to this with you know an open mind, and maybe pr- like if you don't want to listen to it, you can do some research onto your who's the most powerful force user so we can come and you can come and debate it with us uh, we're going to be reading of course entry from the forum and entry from the Star Wars blog because we've had a lot of response over it that's uh, great the Star that's Wars exciting. blog this week it's just like some are deceiving but otherwise I'm really happy with the response we got over there so we'll be right back to Star Wars on Direct right after this short break Hi, this is Darian Blade from www.jeditalk.com. Be sure to join us for our show every Sunday night live, where you can listen to the latest Stormtrooper Bob. Join us for our trivia contest. Listen to live interviews with authors like Michael Stagpole or Kevin J. Anderson. Also, a full two hours of Star Wars talk every week. So, remember, dark side or light, join us Sunday night. Welcome to Stormtrooper Bob, episode 29. Um, yeah, we're rebels, sure. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, the rebels have almost achieved victory at the Battle of Endor. The shield generator has been destroyed and the Emperor has been thrown down the shaft to the Death Star. Luke has tried to save his father, but he has died and is now returning to the surface of Endor. We now join Bob and his squad as they clear the hangar bay in the shuttle. Wow, lucky thing we got out of there. That whole Death Star's going out, babe. Man, Bob, you sure do put out some powerful gases. They should use you in the chemical warfare department, eh? Oh, come on, guys. There is no way that my little fart blew up that Death Star. Well, I wouldn't call it a little fart, but I guess we'll never know, eh? So the Empire is on the run. What are we going to do now? Well, we could go find that guy with that really bad blue rash and, like, go join up with him, eh? No, guys, I think this is it for me now. I think I'm going to retire. <gasps> The squad is shocked at Bob's decision to leave the Stormtrooper Corps. They have decided to go to the surface of Endor to clear their heads. We join them as they land by a big fire. Holy jeez, is that Lord Vader burning there? Yeah. Let's all take a moment for the nicest guy in the Empire. Ten seconds later. Okay, well, that's long enough. Hey, is that music? Yeah, it looks like the rebel in the furballs are throwing a big party over there. All right. Hey, Bob, can we go? Um, we can't go to the party. We're the enemy. Oh, sure we can. We just, like, take off our armor and go in our black jumpsuits. Black is always in style. Just ask Francis, eh? Oh, well, all right. Bob and his squad strip of the white parts of their uniforms and walk up to the entrance of the party, where they get stopped by a rebel. Hey, I haven't seen you guys around. You rebels? Um, yeah. Yeah, we're rebels, sure. Really? What squad are you in? Uh, we were in, like, a special squad track. We're in eating. Oh, alright. Let's party, guys. Bob and his squad start mingling through the party. We join Opie. Wow, you little guys have really nice fur. Yep, yep. Alright, Opie's a bore. What about if we join Twitch, who has found a group of rebel troops who set charges for the field generator? Yeah, that was a pretty good explosion. I mean, almost as good as the first Death Star. 
Yeah, well, those spider jacks get all the credit. It's a ground-based explosion. That's the thing of true beauty. All right, all right. So Twitch found his own kind. We now join Stormtrooper Angus. Hey, Princess Leia, how you doing? Come on and ditch Han Solo and go out with a real man. Oh, oh, Chewie, how are ya? Hey, now that this is all over, how about we put the past behind us and let everything go? Hey, 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 put me down! Chewie does as Angus suggests and puts him down the long way. Okay, how about we join Stormtrooper Lewis? Yup, yup, hey. You know, yup, yup, hey. Hey, guys, this is like a great song. Oh, uh, thanks, guys. But I'm afraid I must return to my planet today. Yep, yep. No, I would sign no peace treaty. Don't worry. Yep, yep. Oh, yeah, I'll hang out for the party. As the rest of the squad is enjoying themselves, with the exception of Angus, Bob wanders off and looks over to a barren spot in the tree houses. Man, I don't know what to do next. Go to Tatooine, Bob. Hey, Uncle Theus, it's good to see you. Why should I go to Tatooine? I mean, I was thinking of going to Dagobah and living in that Muppet's hut. What? Live on that dump? You must be crazy. Go to Tatooine. They got two sons and it's a beach resort waiting to happen. Uh, doesn't a beach need, need an ocean? You know, Bob, most people don't question the advice that comes from dead relatives from beyond the grave. Yeah, I guess you're right. I'd go to Tatooine. Maybe I can have, start a nice laugh there. Bob rejoins his squad, and the party goes on into the night. We join the squad as they wake up next morning. Well, more like afternoon. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. What's wrong with you? He drank too much blue milk last night. The milk gives a nasty hangover. Oh, I swear I will never drink any more blue milk today. All right, guys, let's get on the shuttle. They board the shuttle. We're thinking about doing one more where Angus gets stuck in the door a bit, but you guys get the picture, right? Bob drops off the squad at the places they want to go. The times ahead are filled with peace for the squad. They live out their days in happiness. What? You wanted us to continue? Do you have any idea how fast these guys would have died against the bomb? Come on. Well, remember us to join us next week for the very last episode of... Let me see in hell. Okay, eat Stormtrooper Bob! Eat Snacky Swarms. This episode of Stormtrooper Bob is brought to you by www.joytalk.com with the voice of Stormtrooper Bob, Gene Cash, the voice of Stormtrooper Angus, Ian McCormack, who's also the narrator. Everybody else is done by Mark Henderson, as usual. Join us again next week for the last episode of Stormtrooper Bob. Are you guys even on the right beat? Every collector deserves the best. That's why our main goal at Federation Toys is to guarantee the highest quality items for the lowest prices. Yes, of course. Come by Federation Toys for Star Wars collectibles. Satisfaction guaranteed. Yes, my boy. Roger, Roger. Our Star Wars and Dragon Spirits will get a 5% discount on their purchases. For years, sci-fi fans have toiled at making fan films, podcasts, 
and goofy flash animations to obscure techno music. They work hard. Give them their props. Watch, listen, and talk back. <clears throat> At planetfandom.com <laughs> At SimpleNet, you will get, at a very reasonable cost, an advertising space for your company, a website built for you by our team of professionals, or quite simply, a space to put your personal site online. The online gamers are not forgotten. We can offer fixed prices of bandwidth, as well as solutions for turnkey pre-configured game servers. Join us at www.simple-net.ca. The following program is intended for mature audiences. Are you stuck up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerdler? You tell that slimy piece of worm-ridden filth to get no such pleasure from us. Parental discretion is advised. And welcome back to Star Wars on Direct Voice of Star Wars fandom. On this beautiful edition of January 22nd, 2005. 6-6-2006. I, I was on a go right there, and I blew it. Good job, Sebastian. Can I do it again? Like... Hi, welcome back to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom, on this beautiful edition of January 22nd, 2006. See, that was much better. Well, you shouldn't have said that, because then you could have just edited it, and now you fucked it up. Yeah, okay. I think uh, somebody just said I heard that now. <laughs> if you get my meaning. Anyhow, we're going to go straight into our main subject, and I'm going to be the moderator of tonight's main subject, because the main subject is, who is the most powerful Force user? Now, both Audrey and Brian went back home last week, and they both did their homework, and that's because you, you should you should have seen like what happened after the show, and <laughs> they started talking about that. <laughs> it was it was hilarious. So I hope it's going to be just as much fun tonight. <laughs> Watch out! Ah, <laughs> uh, you're going down. Sabers <laughs> and force lightning are going to be seen. <laughs> yes, that's right. For those of you watching the webcam, I'm going to make sure it doesn't go down. <sighs> so bright. Now I, I, I think we should like lay down some ground rules first. It's only characters of the Star Wars universe. And of course, you know you're gonna How about they have to be from the central chronology or the new central chronology I think we mentioned. Uh, I think it's okay, but you know what? I'll accept any characters, any Star Wars force sensitive character. Yeah, okay. If they're force if they're only force sensitive well, there's basically three Force-sensitive characters that you just don't care Danny about. Danny Quee, Jory, and Gav. I was going to say Kalista as well, but... Kalista was a Jedi. Yeah, but when she came back, she just was Force-sensitive, really. Not she even. Wasn't. She was outside of the... 
kind of like a normal person. Just living in a computer panel. Exactly. <laughs> Who cares? You live in a computer chip for a few years. We'll see what comes <laughs> up with you. Yeah, I'd probably come back uh, a lot more logical. How's that? <laughs> yeah, you, you come out like, touch my apple. <laughs> <laughs> you. You want to shine my apple? <laughs> <laughs> so you know you we know what you do to your apples, huh? Okay. You blow on them Ear- and rub them. Here's the thing. <laughs> Ouch! I want to know. <laughs> I want to know who is your who is your like final choice, like right now, and I want to know. We'll go into how you got to that choice. Whoa, 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 whoa. So, whoa, I so have a different method here. Well, yeah, me too. <laughs> hey, I, I don't want any bloodshed. Okay, okay, here, fine, okay, fine, fine, fine. So, of all time? Yeah, Brian? Okay, Jason Solo. Because of the EU, because of Dark Wait, 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 wait. Jason Solo. Jason Solo. Okay, that's good. Who's your most powerful force user? I'm probably actually going to agree with Brian, but okay. I wanted to listen, like, I want to run through all the other Jedi. Well, I was going to I was going to go you know, with ladies first. Sort of exclude them all. That's you know, it. Or cut them out. Like, why not Corrin? Telekinesis, like lack of. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess you have to be able to handle all the aspects of the Force and be able to use all the different talents okay. within the realm of the Force to be considered. Into, in my opinion. Into that particular yeah. title of the most powerful user of the Force. Okay, that makes sense. Uh. Oh, we got Danny. Wants to, want, w- w- he wants us to call him now. Yeah, yeah, okay. After. I still have to go through my list. I, I went by Era. Because I'm cool like that. And there's, like, you know, all the different eras in Star Wars universe. The first one is no. the Old Republic. Ah, uh, thank you. Top of the list, Exarchon. The man... Was so spiteful that he stuck around in the Masasi Temple for how long, Sebastian? For over four, for over like thousands of years. Exactly. Five thousand years. So I think he has a little sticking power. So I think he's pretty powerful. And the miniature version of him is the most powerful, yes. small mini ever. Okay. At eighty-four points, and he has amazing force powers. And after that, this Master Bosk. Okay. He was just, you know, a very powerful teacher. And he fought Exar Khan in the Senate mm-hmm. with just a stick. Yep. With just, just a stick. Just a little wooden stick. Embedded with the force. Exactly. Of course, it's Nomi Sunrider. Mm-hmm. She's a real bitch. And, and, her, and her daughter, Vima, also very powerful. And of course, Elik, Keldroma. Because, you know, you know, you can't go Sith and not be fucking powerful. Okay. Well, it's not bad. Okay, your, your criticisms? It's it's not bad. For that particular era, it's not bad. But you're lacking one very important character that we see finishes days into the Dark Empire. Odin, uh, not the tree guy. Odin, Odin, Odin her. Yeah. yeah well. He looks like an alien in the comic books and he actually roots himself onto Osis to protect the Jedi knowledge within its roots, you know? And, of course, there's the big ball of fire and the big supernova that happens. Moses is destroyed, except he lives through that. And he lives all the way to, like, the Dark Empire series. So, that's pretty cool. I would say 
that's a very good lasting of life. That's true. That's true. 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 Um, and I mean, to resist dying to a supernova, you gotta be pretty powerful. That's true. That's true. So, I'm, I'm for that particular era, and pretty much like, he's into my top three, my personal top three. Holding her okay. into most powerful force users. So I, I put the top there for Exarchon. Because the guy had lasting power. Yeah. Although your guy also has lasting power. I so we're pretty much guy, like... He's cooler. Exarchon was the original double-blade lightsaber. Yeah, that's it. And, you know, he went farther than Dark Empire. Yeah. He went all the way to, the, you know, a few, like a year later than that. Well, he went to Jedi Academy Trilogy. Jedi Academy Trilogy. Yeah. And he was still fucking around there. Well... As a ghost. Yeah, still. He's just still. Scary. The imagine. Or, uh, think of all the carnage that he caused in that. Yeah, of course. He he, he basically he destroyed the Carada. Yeah, that's he it. Destroyed Carada. But. So I think he has a little sticking power. Now, when you move on to the next era, which is Rise of Empire, which is basically the prequels and Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, for the Phantom Menace. Yeah. I put Qui Gon Jinn slash Yoda. Yoda, you don't get to see his power, but he's still very powerful. He's like at the head of the council. So that tells you he must be a powerful, powerful Jedi. But yeah. Qui-Gon Jinn, uh-huh. I put him there posthumously after okay. he's died. Because the guy, he's the first Jedi to retain his essence after he dies. Yeah. So, of course, the guy's powerful. You got to know it. Well, isn't that our phone ringing? <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Are we going to answer it? Yeah. Welcome to Star Wars on Direct. <laughs> so that was my uncle. <laughs> okay, that's fun. Okay, so after that, I think in you know Qui Gon ja- dies. So in Attack of the Clones, it's definitely Yoda. Doku escapes, you know, just by being a jerk. He doesn't really prove that he's better than Yoda. Yoda is the most wise one. He tells you know it's the beginning of a dark time. Mm-hmm. And then in Revenge for me, it's Anakin Qui Gon because he comes back. Anakin's very powerful, but also Palpatine. Because you can't underestimate the power of the dark side. (laughs) He totally screws everyone. He manipulates everyone. And if if there's any power of the dark side, that is it. Most ultimate power. Manipulation isn't actually a use of the Force. He uses Uses the dark to manipulate the Force. He has the wits. To use the force yeah. into making what he's he wants. The jerk, he wins. Okay, so he's the most powerful. Then does he win? Does for he now, really for win? Then, for then, for then, for then. But in the rebellion area, era, there's no one else. There's just Vader. And that's <laughs> it. That's it. I, I did a new hope. Vader. Empire Strikes Back. Vader. Turn the Jedi. Vader. 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 Mm. Vader. Vader. Oh, Luke is it? Luke really? defeats Vader, but he doesn't kill Vader. And he's not... He... Luke won because he knew that his father couldn't kill him. Okay. But it's not the Jedi way to kill kill an unarmed... Prisoner. True. A person. It's all in self-defense. Exactly. But then he's he's defenseless and he he gives himself up to the Emperor. Mm -hmm. And he relies on his father to save him. And Vader is the most powerful. He destroys the Sith. He's the most powerful Jedi at that point. He's he's the child of the prophecy. Exactly. He's the chosen one. He is the chosen one. 
So, then he dies. Does that make makes him the most powerful force user? <sighs> now, does that... That's when we'll go no. into the debate, so go on. After that, the New Republic era, which basically stretches from, you know, Return after Return of Jedi to the, the Thrawn duology, or the Hand of Thrawn duology, uh, well, Luke Skywalker is the most powerful Jedi. He is the Jedi Master. The Jedi Commander. The self-ordained Jedi Master. Exactly. Well, you know, <laughs> a lot of Jedis were self-ordained. True. Um, a lot of Sith were self-ordained as well. Kip Duran comes up at this point. He's very powerful. Kakatarn, you know, the Valley of the Jedi, does a lot of good things, takes down a lot of Jedi, a lot of fake Jedi. And there's Mara Jade. A lot of people don't think of Mara Jade as a very powerful Force user, but she's a very powerful Jedi, and she's an important Jedi. Did a lot of good things. I think initially she's just very underdeveloped. Exactly. As a Jedi. Her character, I don't think, was underdeveloped. I think she was underdeveloped as a Jedi. As a Jedi, not as a character. Exactly. Um, and then, of course, you come to the new Jedi Order. And, of course, Luke Skywalker's still at the top of the heap. And now comes in a little bit... New Jedi Order stretches all the way to the end of Darkness. So, you got Luke Skywalker's around... Jaina Solo, I'll give. She's very strong in the Force. She goes from being nobody to being in Rogue Squadron to having her own elite squadron uh, to facing down some of the most powerful Yuuzhan Vong and killing them. So she's definitely up there. Mara Jade also is a very is high up there. Corn Horn proves himself many times in battle as a powerful Force Force user. Even though he can't use telekinesis. Um, Verger, very powerful. Not as much that she can use the force, but she's very powerful. She's great at manipulating she's it. She's great again, at manipulating because she's able to uh, like diminish the force around her so that she's not recognized in enemy territory, territory for a period of fifty years. So I think that's powerful. I think that now. You got Anakin Solo and Jason Solo. Also, they're up there. I, I put Anakin above Jason at that point in time. Because Jason, at some point, renounces the Force. He does not use the Force in, bal in balance point. Mm -hmm. And he uses completely his wits. But then his brother dies. And that's when he surpasses his brother. And also, um, I put in this point Lomi Plo. Because she's invisible. How can you mess with that? And that's the darkness. That's a darkness thing. And Jason comes ahead at this point because of, he, was a, he was in exile for five years learning about the Force. And he comes back and he's more powerful than Luke, I'd say. He's to that naive, point, eh? naive, young... Passionate, too hot sometimes, but very, very powerful in the Force. Why would you say that he's too hot? No, too hot emotionally. No, I mean, no, 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 that's that's what I meant, like, too hot emotionally. With the fact that he's got a kid, would the Queen Mother have anything to do with that? Yeah, yeah, and he sees visions and he doesn't think about it and just acts on it. That's <laughs> it, that's, that's too hot, Ooh. man, it's too hot. So, I've also got some legacy predictions. I put at the top of my list, Jason Solo. 
He's on the cover of the first book. He's going to be in there big time. Luke's going to be there too, but I think he's going to be start to fade to black. You're not going to hear him about it. He's not going to become... He's still going to be there, but he's not going to be a central character. Hey, 60 is the new 40 in that. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Uh, ben Skywalker. He's going to be he's Jason's gonna be po- Padawan. He's going to become scary. Yeah, I think so, too. I think he's going to revolt against Jason at some point. Because he's going to figure out what's happened. And he's not going to like it. I think Jason and Ben are both going down. They're going to slide over to the dark side. <laughs> I hope not. Um, Mara Jade's going to stay very powerful. Saba Sabatine, she's going to stay... She's gonna. She's gaining prominence in darkness. She's become... She's moving up. Like, like Mara Jade kind of moved up in the character importance. They've written about her a lot ever since... When did she come in, I guess? In between Balance Point and Star by Star. She became... She, st- she came in, and ever since then, she's become more and more central character. Um, Tahiri Vela. Very powerful, I think. She'll come into her own. I just love the next one. And uh, Princess Alana, solo maybe I don't know. I love a little solo with the the, the question mark there. <laughs> Will she be recognized as the daughter of Jason? That could wreck havoc. That in, that, that will wreck havoc. So that that would be really good. It's like, yeah, we know who the father is. You know, there could be a whole conspiracy thing about like Tahiri getting married to one of her own. And then Jason coming into the portrait, but the bad guy gets killed. But it's not by Jason. But then there's the whole conspiracy thing. And that was one of Sebastian's crazy theories. Welcome to Sebastian's ultimate crazy theories. <laughs> Fucked up. I won't do it again. I'm sorry. Um, also, when we were talking, we were talking to Daniel Wallace, and he mentioned uh, Lumia. Mm-hmm. Bree. We haven't heard from her in long, long time. She was rumored to be in Legacy. Let's see if she comes back. Because mm-hmm. if you've read the Marvel comics, she's pretty powerful. Darth Vader's apprentice. Very powerful. And of course, we've seen in the last... Uh, we've seen the Unseen Queen, and we've seen in Swarm War, Leia Organo Solo. Organo Solo is... A very powerful force user in her own right. Well, she she's one of the twins. Exactly. So, you know, she's the chosen one. She's starting to touch into her powers when she masters them. Watch out. Because I, I don't think she'll ever be as powerful as Luke. Because she hasn't spent as much time I'm learning sure. the force. Uh, yeah, okay. But I think that she will definitely become as powerful as Mara Jade. More powerful than somebody like Hal Katarn or Corn Horn or Kent, Kent Hammer. Uh, she she's the chosen one's daughter. Of course, she's going to become powerful, and, and and I think she'll gain more and more prominence. As much as you know, I, I think that Han Solo also. As much as he's not a Jedi, he's still considered almost a Jedi. Well, he's a he's. He's uh, a force to be reckoned with, that's although it. he doesn't use the force. <laughs> There's that, and he's he's also like, I, I was at that Kent puts it in the the, the beginning of uh, the Swarm War. He's like, your your opinion has is, is always been very well respected amongst the Jedi Council. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's nice. Of course, he's because he's one of the reasons why the Jedi are still around. 
he how many times has he saved Luke? Yeah. Okay. So Sebastian. Pretty good points, but I think like in in the two, I I, I didn't mention it after the New Jedi Order, but I think you forgot like somewhat of a big character in there. Who? Oh. But she's so big that that's probably why you didn't see her. Zonima. Zonima Sikot? Yeah. It's a planet, sure, but it's alive in its own right. You know, it's a sentient being. She somewhat touches into the Force. Okay. And I mean, if you're a planet and you got hyperspace, hyperdrives on you, you're bound to be powerful. And if you can make, like, people come that, that, that you saw years ago, like, it, you can, like, put their images back into, like... The, 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 the you know why Zenomastikot is so powerful? Living planet, and because of midichlorians. If it wasn't such a big planet, if it wasn't a planet, I don't think it'd be powerful. The midichlorians are out of this debate. The midichlorians are in every cell. And if you consider that in every living cell there are midichlorians, so a planet that is live will have a lot of midichlorians. So, and a high midichlorian count equals high power in the Force. So, if every cell on Zenomastikot had, we'll say, one midichlorian, and it had, and you know, how many cells are on a, on a planet? There must be billions, billions, trillions, and numbers we can't, you know, think really, of, really, really yeah, relate to quantify. To. Wouldn't that make the planet amazingly powerful? Of course. But I don't think it's fair to compare it to independent sentient beings. Okay. Saying that, then, uh, if uh, if there was a force-sensitive hut, then just because of their size like being larger than a human, or like Luke or whatever, they'd automatically be more powerful? No, not necessarily. But that's some... That's somewhat what you're saying. necessarily. <laughs> But that's because it almost got amazing size. Right. It's a planet. It's a lot of cells. I think that really contributes to the fact that Zinimakot is even considered. Or even force sensitive. If it wasn't force sensitive, it wouldn't be alive. Wouldn't it? But the Yuzhan Vong are alive. And they've been stripped of the, of the force, force, though. They're, they've been stripped of the force. There's a totally different debate. Just like Ulick. Yes. I think Ulick was blinded to the Force. It's a different process. Somewhat stripped of it, too, because he pretty much lost everything. But he, he couldn't touch it anymore. He couldn't feel anything anymore through the Force. So... so he wasn't even Force-sensitive. He was in his own little bubble. It, it, it was a bubble. It was a bubble of non-Force. A, a non-Force bubble. You can do that with the Islamiri. You can create a force void. Yeah, that's it. I think it's more to do... The Vong, it's more of a stripping of the force. They have been physically removed, the midichlorians, and they no longer have any midichlorians. All the midichlorians died. Exactly. <gasps> I could have an o another sub-crazy theory. Okay, put it on. Just wait, wait. This, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. It's a good crazy one. Welcome to Sebastian's Ultimate Crazy Theory. I'd rather do this now than uh, have to talk about it, you know, later on, because it's all about legacies. 
uh, during the Legacy series, wouldn't be wouldn't it be like awful if some of like someone like Carl Omas got turned to somewhat something of a dark side and they developed a virus that would attack the Medichlorians in one person, not actually killing. Uh, a person's will to live, but killing the power of the Force inside the Jedi in order to get the Jedi Order down. That could be interesting. Yeah, Lucas Licensing's never going to hire me. <laughs> it's actually a really interesting idea. If you could, I bet the Chiss would develop like, like a gas. Yeah, that's it. That would destroy the Metaclarians in someone's blood, or at least incapacitate them for, you know, a period of time. For a period of time. That's an interesting theory because a lot of that's been covered often in the new in the Star Wars books is the idea of um, being of gases and uh, viruses yep. to destroy you know a certain segment of the population. Yep. It's come up over and over and over. Alpha Red uh, yep. came up in the Young Jedi Knights novels as well. Is it, use, it was the New Jedi Order. No, use, you, no, Alpha Red was in the New Jedi Order, but it was also in the New Jedi. Night series that they okay. had all the viruses. Oh, okay. So, Audrey, now it's up to you. Well, I'm still undecided, <laughs> but um, I haven't read the prequel, like pre prequel books. So like I'm a little limited on some of the characters. Like Tales of the Jedi's and these sort of things. Yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll lend them um, to you. So. Um, as far as uh, episode one is concerned, I have to agree with Brian that I think that Qui-Gon is uh, more powerful than Yoda. Um, I didn't say more powerful. I said... Well, post, post-mortem. Like, yeah, post-mortem. Yeah. You know, he, w- he actually speaks in episode two, and he was supposed to speak in episode yeah. three. No! But he didn't... Yeah. He didn't there, there was... They removed the lines. If you read the... Yeah, episode listen three. to the audiobook. Yeah, if you listen to yeah. the audiobook, it's there. If you actually read the book, it's there. Well, there's a mention of it. So, I think it's something that somewhat lacks. The fact that Yoda came, like, went from Master to Padawan. And that's sort of funny. Yeah, but, you know, no matter how advanced you are, you've always got to be willing to learn new things. Yeah. And sometimes the newer people come in with new technology. And so, you know, and so on and so on. However it works. <laughs> um, in episode two... Um, I think that Yoda is probably the strongest, though um, Mace and the others have quite a bit of power. Uh, I think that their arrogance in the old Jedi Order pulls them down, but Yoda has more of a vision as to what's going on, and that helps him. Uh, Episode 3, I would have to say that Anakin is probably the strongest but unrecognized No, I think everybody recognizes it. They're afraid of it. Well, that's what Palpatine's saying to help manipulate Anakin's feelings towards... Well, I think they are. They uh, they are certainly aware of his his force abilities and are somewhat hesitant because he's a little too strong. He's a little... He's kind of a loose cannon. Yeah, but they should like embrace him and contain him as opposed to saying you don't I don't think trust him and sort of push him aside. I don't know if I would have done things differently. I probably would have sent so Anakin to find Grievous. But it's Anakin, Anakin, no, you go find Grievous. You stay away. We have to deal with Sidious here. But the thing is that if they're so worried about him, well, you keep your friends close, but you keep your enemies closer. 
So, you know, if you're yeah, putting him away, if you're, if you're giving him a free reign of doing whatever he wants and getting into trouble, and ultimately he switches sides. <laughs> so. hmm. I don't know. I think I would have. I think I would have sent him after Grievous. I, I think just because you know, you know, he, you know, he can deal with Grievous. He's dealt with Doku. He he can deal with these crackpots. So, do you think that Palpatine really wanted him to go after Grievous? No, I don't think so. I wanted him to. He would, I think he wanted him to stick around. And then he knew that the Jedi Council would never send him because he was too new. Too, too untrained, experienced, and they need him to spy on Palpatine. Right. But does Palpatine want him to be bringing back information, or he's being very cautious as to what? Well, of course, it's Palpatine. He's a twat. Anyways, (laughs) we're gonna move on a little bit. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Episodes four, five, and six. I have to agree that Vader is the guy. Um, I think that Luke in Return of the Jedi is coming into his own but because of the inexperience and whatnot, he's not really mastered the force and the use of it yet so Vader is still more powerful than him um, running into the the new republic and the new Jedi order um, I think that there's a lot of characters there that have potential but um to start with, Luke is the most powerful. He's uh, looking for new Jedi. He's uh, training new he's Jedi. He's the only Jedi. Well, they're finding a lot of Force-sensitive people, and he's bringing them in and training them as Jedi. That's why you get the new Oh, Academy. you know what I forgot? I forgot to me- me- mention Gisterian. She's a Dathmir Sith witch oh, from, the, from courtship. the courtship of Princess Leia. And Gisterian is, is very powerful. What but do you say, Mr. Moderator? I would say that Dathmir witches are more considered Force-sensitive than Force-users. No, screw you. Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. What about whoa, the Night Sisters, then? Yeah, the Night exactly. Sisters the are Force-users. The Night Sisters, yeah, exactly. But this, the, the witches... Yeah, they are witches. ...are just Force-sensitive. No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. And she then they use magic. No, 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 That's sorry. It. Whoa, 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 yeah. okay. It's okay. not the I, force. I, I, okay, excuse me. I have listened to that audiobook <laughs> more times than, you can, than I can remember and care to remember. Yeah. Um, the Dathomir witches. Mm-hmm. There's the Seeing Mountain Clan, which is one of the main ones, and there's a bunch of little ones. And then there's the Dark Side equivalent, which is the Night Sisters. The Night Sisters follow Gesserit. They are considered witches. They are all considered witches because it is a matriarchal yeah. society, uh-huh. and they are seen as witches because they because it's a pr- somewhat primitive culture, and they see ooh magic. It's something we can't explain. Magic is something you just can't explain. So they're just using a metaphor for the force, which is something you can explain. Okay, go on. And magic and the force are intrinsically linked, thus making them. Force users, and thus up for debate. Okay, so they're force users. They are force users, and they are up for debate. Gasserian is definitely one of the main dark siders in the era in in the in the new Jedi in the new Republic era. Okay, you can't mess with that. Okay. Um. 
I, I, I just want to add her to the, my list because she's d- definitely strong, powerful, mm-hmm. and wicked. And she's a witch because that's what they call themselves. Did, are the Jedi wrong in calling themselves knights or padawans or masters? It's just a title. It's just how they define themselves. Okay? Okay. They call themselves knights. I'll, I'll they are a that's okay. sect that's okay, of Brian. the f- they're a different sect of the force. There are the followers of the white current. That's okay. You're good. Who are a different you're branch. In, you're safe. <laughs> so Sebastian? Yeah. Am I right? I said yes. There you go. That's all I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear <laughs> I was right. You're right. They're Thank force you. users. Thank you. Okay. Okay. I should just say <laughs> I was right. If you ask me. <laughs> What part me? Fools, and they just juggle with the force. But that's just me. Go on, Audrey, please. Um. <coughs> well, um. I think that Mara initially was an underdeveloped uh, force user character. The character of Mara Jade was well done, um, but she comes into her own throughout the Thrawn uh, trilogy and later in the Thrawn duology as she becomes a Jedi. Um, um, after she's discussed with uh, Luke whether or not she's been to the dark side or not, um, or if she's just uh, doing uh, the Emperor's bidding but not actually being dark herself. That's it. Um, just like the Stormtroopers, you know, they're good guys, just work for a bad person. Yeah. But under P- Pelian, they're good guys. That's it. Because yep. Pelian is a good guy. Mm-hmm. I was so happy when Pelian became a good guy. He's one of the best. <laughs> uh, my favorite scene in the whole new Jedi Order was after Jason had just talked with Plian and uh, they decided that they need to show them off so that you know the Empire is behind the Jedi and the New Republic uh, or the Galactic Alliance, and it's just Jason that comes in with a bunch of stormtroopers and he lights his lightsabers and there are a bunch of stormtroopers. Fucking awesome. One of my friends wanted me to mention Kip Duran. Um I actually don't think <coughs> he's the most powerful. Um, but she does. I think he's a dumb she, uh, idiot. She said that um, uh, because of the way that Luke devised his own method of testing people, you know, by gently probing their minds and touching the part of their mind that controlled the Force, you know, that when uh, Kip was probed, he thrown he threw uh, Luke across the room, just like Didn't pushing him out of his mind, and he said that uh, she said thing. Yeah. She's saying that she thinks that that's demonstrating that he's uh, one of the more powerful. Yeah, but that's. Users. I think that's Kevin Jansen. I don't. I think it's a flawed method, and yeah. he just wanted to show that like, Kip is strong. Leia is as strong as Luke, and Leia did not push Luke out of his her mind. I think yes, she did. Not this. Not with the same violence. No, with the same violence. And you but know she Still did. She, yeah, she was able. I think it's flawed because. Kip had had some basic training in the Force before in the prison on Castle. So you can't say that... Uh, I think simple. I think that the reason for which Master Skywalker, let's be respectful here, um, got, thrown, got thrown all the way across the room at that point in that story is because he got himself opened way too much to Kip's emotions. And that's what happened. Other than that, I think Kip's a fair guy, but is he considered to be like the most powerful force user? I think he's a strong master. I don't think he should deserve the title of master. That's a whole different subject. I think he's the most powerful force whiner. Strongest force bitch. 
I think he's good at stirring up things and making people step out of the box and seeing the whole picture as a no, 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 no. He's oh, you guys don't do it my way. No, Jesus he's saying that everybody's being no. too passive and letting the war come to them instead of defending themselves. And you know what? And he's arrogant, and that's what took that. That's what took care of the last Jedi, Jedi Order. They got arrogant. They got too sure of themselves, and that's the problem. But he's they not too proud to put himself under a much younger Jedi's uh, as a as a lead pilot. He oh come on, that was an act. That. He wanted to get in her pants. I don't think. so. Yo, he did. It was obvious, black on white. Brian, you don't need to scream. Go read Dark Journey, okay? I've you've, read you've it read several it. times. Thank you. Yeah, and, 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 and I'm a hardened KJ-er in fanfic. Exactly. World, so, so you don't have to convince me that they'd be a good couple. No, no, no. <laughs> I think he just wanted in her pants. Um, I don't think that was his sole purpose. If you think that was his purpose at all, <laughs> you know, they're Jedi's. Now they're allowed to love each other, but I don't think that one would flirt Not with another Not to mention that uh, Fel was sort of an obstacle in the way of that relationship. So? Yeah. <laughs> Fel is stuck up. Yeah, well, I won't even go into Fel because that's another can of worms for me. <laughs> we'll keep it for another show. Yeah. Um, I think that Anakin Solo, until his death, was more powerful than Jason. Um, but Jason was handed over the reins of the Solo force power the Skywalker FD. line. <laughs> um, I think the Skywalker line has well, come. Yeah. He's inherited his a lot from his grandfather, to yes. say the least. But, uh, I think that really, had Anakin survived, he would have been uh, the forefront, and not Jason. I think Jason would just. I think Jason would have come behind, because Jason's the more interesting character. Anakin is. They had to develop Anakin, Jason's Anakin. character because there was a void to fill where no, Anakin no, 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 had no, no, no. left. Anakin, no, Jason's the more interesting character. He is the he is the, the the ignored one. Anakin was always well respected. Jason was always off to the side because you know he was one of the twins, and he was always linked with Jaina, and he had to break out. Anakin was always like he was always separate. He had his own line of books even. Jason never had his own line of books. <laughs> it's true, but if you think about it, the concentration... So that just makes it all different. That's it. It's <laughs> Brian, it's coming. It's coming. It's because the authors found that Anakin was more interesting. Because of his namesake. <laughs> well, the, em the Emperor almost possessed his body. Who cares? You know? he, I, I never found Anakin that interesting. Well, I mean, even at center point, it was Anakin that controlled the, exactly. the gadgets. Exactly. You know, like the the young boy as opposed to the adolescent. You know? Exactly, that's that's why Jason was always cast off the side, and he had a lot of psychosis at the beginning of Bal at the beginning at the beginning of the new Jedi Order because of that. If you ask me, he's now he's still well respected. He's still the one character for whom we've learned a very powerful lesson about Force mastery, and that was from Mara's lesson at the beginning of the new Jedi Order. About Anakin. About not yeah. using the Force when you didn't have to. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, when they were doing the camping scene, and he was like setting up the tent by using the force and moving all the chairs, and she's like, "Please don't do that," you know. And the whole, you know, like, are you gonna teach uh, teach guys to fish, or are you gonna give them fish every day for the rest of their life, you know, so that they're not hungry? That's it. Who is she talking to again? Anakin. Anakin. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Let's 
But no, Jason does come into his own, and he becomes the most powerful, as we see in the darkness trilogy. Yeah, in the unifying force, like the downfall of Onimi. Okay. That's, that's my two cents worth <laughs> for the moment. Okay. <laughs> so you're pretty much agreeing on the fact it's Jason Solo. I yeah, am. In the long term. In the long term, I think so as well. Unless Ben, like, you know, blows everyone out of the water. Yeah. I still think that Luke is really powerful because he can, like, cloak a ship with his mind. Yeah, that's it. You know? Oh. Reproduce an entire ship, cloak it. And leave like an imprint of that ship's physical appearance, you know, and and still the same bleep on the radar. That's 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 strong. But then again, you have Vader and like The Empire Strikes Back. You know, he's on a a, a monitor talking to people on another ship, and yeah. he's able to force choke somebody on another ship. You know, so he's stretching out pretty far with that too. Okay, I'll give. Yeah, uh, okay, wait, wait, true, wait, wait, like, wait. I'll always give, wait, remember the X-wing example. Wait, doesn't matter about the size. True. It's, it's size matters not. Size matters not. Distance, but quantities. It's it's going with your mind. I'll agree with that, except to the fact that he was blinded by his own ego and powers, because. The freaking Falcon was right next to him, mm-hmm. and he didn't see it. His own daughter was in his presence many times, and he didn't even recognize it. Listen, that's it. Let's, you know, <laughs> he didn't even recognize her as a the daughter. Force, pow- no, force powerful, force, force powerful, or you know, the daughter of Padme. Padme. Yeah. Mind you, he also believed that the children had died with with Padme. Also, so and also he on top of that, for them. also on top of that, if you read, if you had read Rise. Rise of Darth Vader, you would know that he almost meets Pat, meets meets Leia, Leia when she's an infant, but Bale's able to deflect it. So. Imagine if he discovered it then. Hmm. A lot of shit would have happened differently. Right? But the other thing is, he doesn't even sense that Padme's carrying twins. There's no exactly. mention of that throughout the movie. Luke, you know, de- Luke, but Luke, Luke can just put his hand on Mara's tummy, and oh my gosh, she's pregnant. You know, like. And he interacts but, with But but Luke Luke is a lot more a lot more powerful at that point than Anakin was. If you compare. Compare. Like he, Anakin may mm. have been pure power, but Luke had a lot had had developed his force abilities for over twenty years at that point. And he had had time to think and feel with the force. He wasn't all about, you know, Killing droids and separates. And he was about and he was about medita- meditating and thinking about what the Jedi should do. And he's a lot more. He was a lot more sensitive. You know, that's where I think more. You know, Anakin was more power, whereas Luke is a lot more wise. He's probably closer to Yoda mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. It's not small and green, but you know, you know, wise. Okay. So, Sebastian, what's your own two cents? Because I know you have full of lots of opinions. Oh well, if you ask me, yeah, well, we would do. I believe that one of the strongest force users in terms of wits would be Odin Herder, and then if you just like take it down to basic use of the force in order to accomplish things, I would have to say Jason. 
especially in the later days. Jesus. But other than that, I guess it's pretty much like fair to say that everyone else is pretty much blocked by, you know, Luke at the stage he's at now and Vader at the stage he was back in Return of the Jedi. What do you mean? Uh, all the other, uh, all all the other the other fo- the other folks, actually, are very m- while they're very powerful into the Force, didn't actually have the same effect that Luke and Va- and oh, his father that as had. Far as, as far as Force ripples and like effect on the history, yeah, you're saying Vader and and, and Luke were the most influential, yeah. In, the, in terms of the history of the Force. So let's find out... I think Darth Bane. Darth Bane would be up there as well. You think so? Sidious. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hello. It's Danny. So let's find out who Danny believe is the most powerful Force user. And Danny? Yeah? I want you to know right now that you cannot nominate yourself. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can control you for, from afar. No, okay. No, you... <laughs> <laughs> yes! Yay. My show now! <laughs> okay. Sebastian, get up. Sebastian! Yeah, just toss him in the closet. <laughs> no, not the closet again. <laughs> so, Danny. Yes. Okay, I have a couple of... Force users uh, on my list. I get, I got Anakin, of course, Qui Gon, Darth Bane, Exar Kun, Palpatine, Odin, Ur, Luke, and Jason. So I will go randomly through them and give my comments about them. I just want to say before you you you, you start that, just be, just when he asked us to call him, he's like, I haven't done that much research, and now he comes up with a name of th- like ten name list. <laughs> no, but it's just small comments. It's okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay, uh, about Anakin, I don't think he's the most powerful. Uh, if he would have beaten Obi-Wan, he would have, at the time, developed as the most powerful. But he, he didn't, so he had probably the more potential, but he got stopped a lot earlier, so he is not the most powerful for me. About Qui-Gon, I don't really think he, he is that powerful. My theory is <laughs> that in his meditation and somewhat discovered how to become one with the Force by accident. He stumbled upon it. I don't think he, he's that powerful. Probably experimenting a little bit more than the other Jedi. Okay, so you mean that one day when he was meditating and he got a heart attack <laughs> and then he woke up because he actually re- reincarnated his body? Okay, that makes sense. If he was more powerful, I don't think Darth Maul would have had a chance to beat him. Okay. Basically. Uh, Darth Bane, yes, he survived the explosion and all that. He, he created the, the One Master One Apprentice, but he's not the one who made it happen. You know? So, yes, he, he got a good idea, but we don't know enough about him yet. There's a novel coming up, Maybe we'll discover that he's more powerful than we think he is. Now, one of the things that I think is one of the m- most powerful feature of a Force user is the capacity to transfer his essence 
through an object or a person. So that leaves quickly, I think, Exarchon, Sidious, and uh, Odin-Ur. Odin-Ur was in a tree, or he transformed himself as a tree, I think. Uh, Exarchon transferred his essence in the temple and stayed there for uh, a long time. And Palpatine was able to transfer his essence through space into one of his clones. But, but Danny, you're forgetting about another Jedi Master who was able to transfer his essence. Luke? Luke. Yeah. He was able to transfer his essence into Jason. Yeah, in the uh, Jedi Academy? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So Luke is in there also. So that leaves four uh, in the top for me right now. But what about Jason? He was able to transfer his essence across time. Let me get through Jason. (laughs) (laughs) Later on. So in those four... I think Palpatine is the strongest because he transfers his essence through to another body, not a, not an object or a, to transform himself, but through another person. So that's something he has to take control of the other person. So I think that's par- powerful. Obviously, he can control people from afar but in the Force, and. He, in, Bla- in Dark Empire, he created a force storm, if you remember, uh, kind of a black hole that could eat up everything. So that's pretty powerful to create something like that also. And he's a really good strategist. It's not about the force, but he is the one that planned the, dis- the destruction of the Jedi. So if you combine all his qualities, uh, I think he, up until... Darkness, I think, he is the most powerful. Luke, I think, is probably equal to Yoda or Mace Windu, uh, because he had, he had the time to master the Force. He didn't learn the old way. He had to really learn by himself. So that's a really good quality for, uh, a good point for him being the most powerful, I think. At the end of Darkness, he's still the most powerful. Jason has new power, but I don't think he's, he is mastering them perfectly right now. So I think in the future, Jason could become, with the help of Lady Lumia probably, he will be able to get in touch with his other side, his dark side, and do what Anakin did and use his anger and, and all that to become more powerful. But right now, I think my personal favorite as most powerful is Palpatine. Luke is really close, and uh, Jason would be the next. Uh, if, if we would have to, uh, if we would have a duel between Jason and Luke, right now, I think Luke would win. I don't think it's that far off. Future, I I think Jason would be Luke. Go ahead. Well, I don't think that their their duel is very far off. No, but I no, but I think Luke with his wiseness and uh, all the experience would be Jason. He would find a, a way. It's the same thing. Uh, Obi Wan had less power than Anakin, but he was wise mm, and he used it properly. That's the difference. So oh, uh, I think right now it's Palpatine 
the, the, the most powerful force user, followed by uh, Luke. Yeah. Right up till now. Jason, we will see. I, I don't want to, you know, predict anything because we don't know anything. <laughs> we'll see. Jason has, has, right now, Jason has the, the biggest pot potential. He does. I don't know. So that's my take on the, the most powerful. Okay. Thank you very much for calling. No problem. Thank you very much for letting us know your opinion. We invite to do to, we invite other people to do so as well. And uh, oh, maybe uh, you forgot to mention in the final news that uh, in the beginning this oh, yeah. episode that was uh, is out right now. It just came out. The second episode of in the beginning. Is no, just not the out. serial edition. The the regular episode. Yeah. That's it. All right. Well, uh, see you next week. Yep. And uh, maybe. Uh, uh, call me back after the show. <laughs> okay. Okay? <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Yeah, so that was personal. <laughs> so, it's, it's, it's tough, isn't it? Who are we going to crown the wonderful man or woman, most powerful force user? Jason. So, you... Brian, you want to start reading what's what's in the forums, or sure? Just let me get over there. And uh, I'll read the first one. Uh, meanwhile, Audrey can go to uh, blogs.starwars.com/swd. He's <laughs> like, what? <laughs> no, no, no. I'll do it. Okay. You'll do it. Okay. What is the so? We have uh, Dart Dathriel. Who uh, was saying after reading the Darkness trilogy, I have said Jason is shaping up to be a very powerful Force user, which is why I named my three-month-old son Jason. My three-year-old daughter is named Mara too. That's nice. He's he studied with all type of Force user and one of the most powerful displays of Force power that I've read since/slash seen is when he sends a message back to in time for Leia. I'm not sure if Jason is being set up as the villain for Legacy of the Force series or not, but I could definitely see that happening based upon his views of the Force and his agreement with Grandpa Hanneken, views during some of the hologram that R2 displays in Dark Nest. Luke has shown some great mastery as well by disposing of so, ma of so many Sith slash Dark Jedi in his tenure as one of the last Jedi, using the Force cloaking technique to hide his starship and just his growth overall since being a whiner. Uh, Hanneken slash Vader had the potential to be the greatest until he got his limbs all chopped off and then I think it took away some of his willpower and, his, and diminished his power a little. Overall, I think it's hard to put all the Jedi slash Sith on the power scale. All of the Masters have their own strengths <coughs> and weaknesses, but because they can have different pow powers, it's hard to compare apples to apples. want to go with... okay. So, Marcus tells us, uh, sounds like yet another great show. Most powerful, I, uh, I would have thought it would have been Darth Sidious, but then I remember that uh, Kriya slash Dartrea from Knights of the Old Republic 2, whose force powers could possibly match those of Sidious. Final decision would have to be Sidious, with Kreev closely followed. Uh, Vader lives forever. Hey, which reminds me that uh, we got some, uh, some new, new uh, fans in the chat tonight. I want to give uh, a shout-out to... Uh, I got the wrong window here. Give me a second. To Cesp, 
who's uh, who's in the chat right now under the uh, username Mad, Mad Ketone, and uh, he's uh, he's actually one of uh, Ecaster's Star Wars Galaxy's uh, playing buddies. Cool. Welcome so, to the show. Welcome to the show. Uh, Vader Lives Forever says, I do think it gives a Jedi more I- more his power by its own will, but the Jedi can become more powerful by learning how to manipulate the Force their own uh, of their own will. Kind of like if the Force will to make Anakin strong in the Force, but then Anakin becomes so hungry for more power that it, he violates the Force and manipulates it to, t- to make it do his will. When he becomes a Sith, giving him more power than what he was supposed to have in the beginning. So, since he's not really familiar with the pre-movie and post-movie Force user, uh, he's got his own top ten, which is Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon, Anakin, Yoda, Mace, Palpatine, Dooku, Maul, Ventress, and Vader. Out of the Jedi, hands down, Yoda takes up the cake. He shows us the true wisdom of the Force, in theory and in physical, too. He can be at peace with the Force and use it as as, as its ally during a battle. He took on Palpatine's for lighting head and knocked him back. Use of Palpatine's face changed from laughing like a clown to getting scared. I know Anakin has a higher midichlorian count, but even in episode 3, he still has not learned how to truly tap into the Force. If he would have stayed on the right side, and which is the light side, I think he would have passed Yoda one day. Nice was to episode 3 would have been if Obi-Wan fought the Emperor and Yoda fought Anakin. That, that could have been, like, destructive. Out of uh, the Sith, it has to be Palpatine. All of uh, the other were trained by him in the, f- in the true nature of the Force. And like I said before, he used the Force to do his will, not the will of the Force. Uh, Anask Sen says, I think that's Yoda. It's the wisest and most powerful, despite his failure to defeat Palpatine. I mean, just look at him. He's a flying Jedi when he's fighting. Just look at him in episode 2 fighting Dooku. Cool and freaky. Uh, Dathrael comes back and says... But even Yoda has something to learn from Qui-Gon. That's what makes it hard to compare Force user. Uh, Vader lives forever, come back with his Anakin. So we'll go to Noel's comment. Quite frankly, compared to those in the EU, Sith who ravage planets, Jedi who, make, who mask entire fleets, Bane who managed to survive the Force bomb that destroyed every Jedi and Sith on Rusan, they are stronger Jedi than those in the movies. Unless, like Luke, who continued in, on in the expanded universe... Certainly no one in the Old Order. Yoda, yes, is powerful, but Palpatine, Dooku, well, that was a draw. Uh, managed to beat them. And they aren't the strongest either. Those like Exar Khan, who managed to enslave entire species, such as the Misasi, keep their spirits around for thousands of years. Or Jason, who could erase memories, leave a message back through time, and that's just in the Darkness trilogy. Just imagine the upcoming Legacy series. Now note about Palpatine, if you are a counting force user, he was a mastermind of power-hungry despotic ruler. Yes, but in terms of one-on-one with the force, lightning and spinning disc don't make one great. <laughs> that's, that's actually a great comment. Depending on what version you've heard, uh, whether Plagueis did or didn't create life through midichlorians, and what makes Anakin that, that pretty powerful, um, and Palpatine could, couldn't do that, but the Spectre trick, Yoda, Anakin, Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, and I'm sure a few Jedi in the far past managed that, as well as Frieden, Nad, and other Sith. Not that special. In terms of the Force, again, Maul and Ventress shouldn't even be in question. They were good swordsmen, yes, but they overall, their overall Force power were limited, considering, again, their lack of display of Force in the movies or in the EU. So, I guess he, I guess he actually brings in a good... Uh, 
a good point here, you know, with uh, the whole midichlorian plagueis manipulation of making the force come to life into the womb of someone. It's, uh, that's that's all. Okay. Uh, who else do we have here? Uh, we have uh, Datril who says, after thinking some more about it, you can't say Hanneken convincingly due to the fact that he wasn't light side. End of story. When Darkseid got his butt kicked by Obi-Wan, no matter if he was chosen one or not, he might have been more powerful if in the end he, he got beat. He's never on screen showed a more powerful display of force use than anyone else, so I don't think he can honestly judge his potential. As, as Vader, in and out of the suit, he picked on Padawans. And Luke, no real display of force power is needed fighting them. <laughs> now, if you can take the Clone Wars cartoons into consideration, Yoda and Mace look pretty powerful, but is that considered canon or EU? If canon, then they look like the most powerful force user in the movie-slash-TV universe. If they are the EU, then I go with my original picks, my EU picks overall. Uh, so, that would, you know, be Yoda. And while I'm going on the other one, Brian, what happened on StarWars.com? Well, um, we have uh, journalist Lusky says that, in my opinion, it's Palpatine. His scheme to take over the galaxy was brilliant and executed perfectly. He is able to sit right in front of the greatest giant masters undetected. His skill with the blade were proven in Episode 3 as he slashed and skewered three Jedi masters in the blink of an eye. He has a giant army at his fingertips, but like all Sith, overconfidence did him in. My opinions here are based on all the movies, and I realize that there are or other greats as well. I don't know enough about the EU to accurately add anything from there. Uh, we have CJ Dark Jedi. Um, my answer, Darcia, is plain and simple. The Dark Lord has successfully diminished the Jedi's ability to use the Force to its greatest potential. He clouded their minds with a shroud of the dark side and allowed his presence as a Sith to be masked, even while his presence of the entire nearly entirely in the entire Jedi Council, some would argue that he is powerful enough to create life, although verification of his ability cannot be found. Perhaps one of the greatest examples of power, Palpatine's power, he survived to deal with, with Master Yoda, yet not only did he survive, he proved triumphant of a Jedi who was believed couldn't lose. He rose to absolute power and reigned over an empire, thousands of star systems with his intelligence and his dark side only as his only allies. Another point, intelligence. He is quite possibly the most vile, evil, manipulative character in modern day literature. And even though he uses it in pure spite to what is right, Palpatine says his intelligence unrivaled by being any being throughout the galaxy. Um, he has a lot of pose because that thousand word limit that Lucasfilm loves. Yeah. Um it's not for it's not for something more powerful than even the Force. Love, Darcius would have reigned for a thousand years as he had planned, if not for Vader's compassion for his son. Sidious' astounding and treacherous abilities in the dark side of the Force would have continued to influence the direction of the entire galaxy. I don't understand the need to eliminate metachlorine counts from the debate. That sends a message to everyone who posts under your blog that they aren't allowed to unleash all the ammunition they have in order to drive the argument home. You shouldn't put stipulations on a, bait, on a debate based on your own opinions. Uh, just thought I'd let you know. Uh, Darth Charlie... Just, just a quick answer to that. Mm -hmm. It's just because I didn't want to have people coming, with, to, coming to this show with the simple answer that it's Anakin because he's got even more midichlorians than Yoda. Yeah. You know, I wanted people to go further than just the physical attributes of a Jedi's body. 
on Darth Charlie 32, Yoda, the guy is A, over 400 years old, 900. Yeah, last time we came. And has been training for almost that long. He taught some of the most powerful Jedi, Yoda, hands down. If you see Freak 15, just says Anakin. Uh, numero f- 7 says Yoda number 1 equal to Caesius in combat but if he hadn't lost his lightsaber in the battle who knows what would have happened I think he still would have lost uh, Jedi, P- Jedi Pug 1 since it seems the EU is included in this debate I would have to say Luke develops into the most powerful force user just by going by the films I'd have to say either An- Yoda or Anakin uh, Snoopy Dorothy Darth says Sidious owns Yoda. Um, Knight 557 says it's it's Darth Revan. He defeated the Midichlorian the Mandalorians nearly destroyed the Jedi. As a Sith as a Jedi he beat the Sith and saved the Republic. Interesting. Interesting. Since I haven't played uh Knights of the Knights Old Republic, Republic I, I can't really, you know, know what to say. Uh, Darth D eighty five says he says he agrees with Knight fifty five that Reven is the most powerful user ever by far. Uh, Gamorian Raider says, definitely Obi-Wan. He is basically the main character of the first three films. He could have easily defeated Anakin. Obi-Wan is the reason... He could have easily... Yeah, okay. Uh, Obi-Wan is the reason Anakin was alive for, other, for other, the others. Reven owns the times during the war with the Sith and the Republic. Jedi so, Master. So there you go. That's that's pretty much all of the... Uh, all of the good... Uh, the good comments we got on the blog, so... That was nice. And uh, thank you very much for everyone who actually listens yes, in thank and you. posted onto the blog. It was a great debate. And uh, I hope you won't hold the uh, midichlorian rule against me forever. Uh, back to our boards now. Uh, we have Ikashu who says, uh, The most powerful Force user is Vader in the Mirror Universe. Because in the Mirror Universe, Vader killed Obi-Wan at Mustafar, the episode 3 video game. Then he overthrew Palpatine when the shuttle landed on Mustafar again in the episode 3 video game. Because sustained no injuries, his force power went about 300% over Palpatine's. I also think my alternate character, Entomorph, in Star Wars Galaxy is the strongest force user. He once owned three other Jedis at once. So, you know. That's a, that's a, good, that's a good record, I guess. You know? How many, Palpatine, how many did Palpatine own just like by saying Execute Order 66? <laughs> that was a catastrophe. Uh, we have Tiger Claw says, Vader, Vader would have to be the most powerful Force user. He can choke anyone from any distance by just looking at them on those holographic monitors, like the scene from Empire Strikes Back. On top of that, he was the only one powerful enough to destroy Emperor Palpatine. Well... Receiving electric shocks and all that. That was hard for him. Poor little guy. Uh, we have uh, James, who tells us that uh, Yoda, because he just is. Anakin, if he never got chopped up, he would have been the most powerful, of course. Uh, Luke, because he's the chosen one. Then again, he's not. It's really Anakin who's the chosen one. Palpatine, because he organized such a big plan to mess up everything. Uh, and of course, he also, he also gave us his worst uh, Force user, and it's uh, Shaggy from the Clone Wars. For those who remember that brief appearance of this character, who <laughs> should never have been made a Jedi, <laughs> never have been given a lightsaber in his life. They should have like a show just about this guy getting his lightsaber and cutting his end off, you know, by accident. 
he also says the main difference between uh, the pre and post movie Jedi is that pre movie Jedi's were all from Lucas's head, and the post movie Jedi were free reign. So it's not fair to compare them. Anakin, if he didn't get chopped up, would have been the best. I'd have to agree with that. But, you know, somebody got the best of him and he got chopped up, so what do you want to do? Yeah? Don't try the higher ground. He told him, I have the higher ground, don't try it. And you know, the bastard tried it. Got what he, got what he deserved, okay? It's the arrogance and the desire for more power. He had the higher ground. He wanted to prove himself. <laughs> I know, I know. Okay, so I want to take this down now because we must move on, sadly enough. So, are you both okay in saying that right now, at the time that we're standing into the Star Wars universe? Okay, what time are we? What time period? Just before, just pre-legacy. The okay. most powerful user would be... Jason? Is that, is that what you think? Well, I think that Jason you think it's would develop into the most powerful. I think it's Luke. So right now you think it's Luke? A Luke, but Jason's nipping at his heels. Okay. So that's good, that's good, that's good. I think that Jason's just surpassing Luke. I don't think he's wise enough yet. He still has to grow Duke, a little bit Bert, more mature. Brute strength? I agree. Okay, so they're neck and neck then. Brute strength, they are equal, but Luke's a lot more wise. He's a lot, more, he's a lot older, a lot more experienced, you know, yada, yada, yada. Okay. So that's when I come up and I come up with the last final words and I say, you know what, you're all wrong. There's only one Force user in the entire Star Wars universe. And his name is George Lucas. And nobody can be a more powerful master of the Force than himself. Okay then, you weirdo. You know why? not actually in the story, man. You know why? Because he actually created the entire universe. He's the god of that universe. And he actually developed whole system that works and a whole like mystical mythical system okay that makes it so incredible so George Lucas is the force that's all there is okay <laughs> so if you ask me for all of what he's done George Lucas is the most powerful force user okay. that's what I think I, I can understand your point of view I cannot I, I, that, that's what I believe Okay, so now we're going to go into a short break. And uh, we're going to be listening to a short uh, edition of uh, Nathan Butler's show on the history of fan audio that you can find over on Star Wars Fanworks. The, the segment you're going to listen to is basically the, uh, the, the history of Star Wars on Direct. It lasts about three minutes. And when uh, in, in you know, if you like what you hear, because it's pretty much like you know the history of all the fan audio ever, I highly suggest that you go download it because it's really worth the listen, and I'm sure that you're gonna find out some things uh, by listening to that uh, that show that in the, that, that show of the Butler universe that you wouldn't have believed. Like I'm sure you wouldn't believe how old fan audio actually is. So I'm I'm gonna go into a short break now. And uh, we'll be right back on Star Wars on Direct, right after this. That's what I'd like to present here for you this time on the Butlerniverse. Sort of a history, a detailed history, of the growth and development of the Star Wars fan audio genre. Now, some people might already know this. 
Some people might have read through all the different things on Star Wars FanWorks, like the Years in Review or the feature about the March of Progress. But for those of you unfamiliar with it, or those who are just entering the genre, I think this will be a somewhat enlightening trip down memory lane, a chance to see where we're coming from as we slowly chart out where we're going. So, without further ado, allow me to present to you the history of Star Wars fan audio from the inside. In the beginning, there was a film. The year was 1977. 2001 hit the pause button for the parody subgenre, as radio shows took center stage. Directly inspired by Jedi Talk, French-Canadians Sebastian Minot and Danny and Francois Pepin emerged with their own live streaming Star Wars radio show entitled Star Wars On Direct. It was a French-language show, though, not geared toward English audiences. Star Wars On Direct, which translates as Star Wars Live, reached out to new international audiences and began to grow alongside its predecessor. This new French-Canadian program had originally been the brainchild of Danny Pepin, who had brought the idea to Sebastian Minot in fall of 2000. They had taken the time to talk to the Jedi Talk team about the idea so as not to step on any toes, and with the support of the Jedi Talk team, they pushed the idea forward. What some might not remember is that Star Wars On Direct wasn't always a standalone show. Denis Pepin was running the largest French-language Star Wars fan site on the Internet, SithClan.net, through which the team launched Radio SithClan in January of 2001, which featured Star Wars music, radio dramas, audiobooks, and the new Star Wars On Direct talk show program, all within a 16-hour-per-day broadcasting schedule. Eventually, though, Radio SithClan would be shut down, leaving Star Wars On Direct to continue on its own, as it moved to its own website, SWOnDirect.com, much later in May of 2003. <laughs> Along with this came the decision of the Star Wars On Direct team to begin producing English-language episodes of their heretofore French-language show, making it the genre's first true bilingual program. <laughs> April also brought Celebration 3, the third official Star Wars convention held in Indianapolis, Indiana. Several of Fan Audio's radio shows flocked to the convention, producing episodes on site. Requiem of the Outcast and Star Wars on Direct both recorded materials at the con, as did another show, one whose emergence in early April surprised and initially drew the concern of the fan audio community. May brought about the transformation of Star Wars on Direct's English edition, which had evolved to be hosted by Danny Pepin, Sebastian Minot, and Brian Kieritz, from bi-weekly Sunday episodes running two to three hours, to weekly Tuesday episodes of one to two hours. French shows remained in their original format on Sundays. And, of course, the worlds of officialdom and fandom have entwined, as Star Wars authors, actors, and others appear in fan-made radio shows. Fan Audio's own Nathan Butler wrote for Star Wars Tales, and both Butler and Star Wars on Direct's Danny Pepin find themselves with characters named after them in official Star Wars stories. It would seem that Star Wars audio productions are here to stay, and it's the fans that have been leading the way, paving our own paths, our own trends, in the galaxy far, far away. Hi, this is Troy Denning, author of Tatooine Ghost and the New Jedi Order novel Star by Star. You're listening to Star Wars Undirect.
Galactic Hunter, the place where you can find the latest Star Wars collectible news from all around the world. From the Hasbro and Kenner lines of action figures, to comics, games, prop collectibles, and events, everything is covered and reviewed. Join our fan community in the Bounty Hunter Collective Forums and find all your bounties at www.galactichunter.com. Galactic Hunter, keeping collectors on target. And this is Arnie. We're the hosts of Star Wars Action News, Star Wars Collecting Podcast, and you are listening to Star Wars Under And welcome back to Star Wars Under Act, the voice of Star Wars fandom, of course, with our brand new collecting segment with Arnie and Marjorie from Star Wars Action News. Hello. Hi. Don't forget to listen to us at ReviewStarWars.com. Now that the fun's out of the way, we can talk about collecting. <laughs> well, wait, but I want, I want to plug in something that's going to be on the, on the show tomorrow, right? Yes. The second part of the Steve Sansweet interview. And it's much better than the first, and the first was tremendous. Yeah, that's it. The, the first was incredible in terms of collecting and all that. Uh, oh, I, I think I just broke my arm patting myself on the back. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but but I actually managed to you know hindlick myself into getting an early copy of the second part. Thank you, Arnie. You're welcome. And hindlick uh, is that a Canadian colloquialism? I saw that in a Walmart card. <laughs> 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 I, I've just been like trying to to get a good reason to use it ever since. <laughs> But uh, honestly, it's uh, it's an incredible interview, and you know what? There was uh, there was this guy uh, uh, Noel, who uh, Dimitri from uh, Puerto Rico, was asking us, you know, when uh, is there going to be any news about Celebration Four? Well, you know what? You just go listen to Star Wars Action News tomorrow, and I guess that's all that you're going to be able to get in terms of Star Wars Celebration Four news for the next few months. But it is news on C4 in some way. Yes, it is news on C4 in some way. So um, we'll jump right into the collecting news, because yeah. there's, there's been a, a few great things that's been announced this week, right? Yeah, a couple big things. Master Replicas announced their Collector Society for 2006, which is a good thing for roughly $60, including shipping. You get an exclusive scaled saber and about $200 in coupons to use on a Star Wars item, and $100 more in coupons to use on other things that they have. Muppets. Mu- yeah, they have Disney things now, and Marvel. Yes. So, you know, if you're one of those cross-collectors, that'll really work out good for you. And if you're not, well, at least there's 200 more. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and it's not like you can use it all at once, but it's still a good deal, and especially the way they're doing the limited edition sabers this year, that those coupons are going to come in handy. Indeed. Gentle Giant also had some news this week. Uh, if you were in the Gentle Giant Collector Society, you received an email where you could get a Salacious Crumb mini bust, which is exclusive to the Collector Society there. And it was $50, which is pretty standard for a mini bust. It's the same mold they used for their Christmas Salacious Crumb, only without the hat and without the Christmas lights. And this one's holding a dismembered C-3PO head, and it's the first Gentle Giant mini bust that has electronics because C-3PO has a light-up, flickering eye. Okay. I just want to take a second. Everybody's listened to my Seb's crazy theories 
intro. So if anyone out there is part of the Gentle Giant community, community uh, society and actually sends it to me, sends me the Salacious Crumb uh, mini bust, I swear I'm going to make you Listener of the Year. <laughs> what if I just send you the link? <laughs> <laughs> That's close. That's close. <laughs> and, uh, the other thing they offered was, you know, their bust-up series, they love to have chase figures in those, and some of them, like the Commander Gree of the clones, have gone for upwards of $100 on eBay. Well, with their newest wave, the Hawk Wave, they have what they call ice chase figures, which are the same sculpts, only in a kind of a light blue plastic, so they look like ice. And the Collector Society is giving them all six chase figures for $35, and I've seen them as high as 17 apiece on some retailer stores. So if you're a bust-ups collector who has to have the chase figures, this is a far better way than trying to just piecemeal. Now, are they bluish like uh, Obi-Wan and, you know, the ghost uh, setup was? Or Very is similar, just a little bit lighter. I've got a hologram Sidious that I've been comparing it to. Yeah. And it's just a little bit of a lighter shade of blue. It does look like the ghost, though. Okay. I, I, it looks more like the ghost than the hologram. All right. Well, that's pretty like much... the ghost of a wampa. Yeah, that, that, that's it. It's like the ghost of the, the, the hot... Uh, the, 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 the hot war. <laughs> The shark gunship? The shark from episode 21. This is very cool. That's me getting excited now. <laughs> <laughs> For five bucks, you can get one of these. And it says limited edition, but I've, we've seen them in four different stores this weekend. All Walmarts, but four different Walmarts all had them. I'll just and go to I Legends. I an extra one just for work because that's so cool. Okay, Arnie? <laughs> I know you're good at picking things up for me, so I'm going to ask you to pick me up two of those. <laughs> we'll go back to Walmart tomorrow. If they still have them, I'll grab you two. All right. I'll send you shipping money. The package on this one is really cool, too, and I took a chance buying it because he, I had an outdated list of things I needed to buy, and the package is actually um, kind of chrome-looking, and it has the um, the mouth of the... I guess it's a shark or something outlining the window of the package. So even the package is really cool on that one. All right. Yeah, they say that the uh, there's a silver Slave One, which is a chase figure that they're short packing, but I think this is going to be the titanium to get. Okay. So that's pretty much uh, it with Collector's News for this week. It's been a pretty busy week, though. Very exciting, and we're happy to do it, and... If you listen to our show tomorrow, there's going to be a new contest where a listener can win a Yoda Gentle Giant mini bust. Ooh. That's Did nice. you intentionally sound like Yoda? It was just an, an instantaneous group effort. <laughs> so we look forward to everyone listening to tomorrow's show. And you don't have to buy anything to enter, but if you buy stuff, you can enter multiple times. Oh. 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't listen to Star Wars Action News, I guess that would be a very good time to start listening to Star Wars Action News. <laughs> Absolutely. Anytime's a good time to listen to Star Wars Action News with your hosts, Arnie and Marjorie. All right. Talk to you next week, folks. Bye. Bye. All right. Hey, that was great. Yeah, i got to get myself one of those gunships. So, Brian, do you know who we go to when we need some information on the Star Wars universe? Yeah. Get fist out. Do we? Yeah. All right. Master Fisto, trust your insight, we do. Welcome to the Pulse for this January 22nd, 2006. I got a couple of few nice, one, only you know, a couple of news items for you today. Um, free Comic Book Day 2006 has been announced. It will be on Saturday, May 6th. And you'll go to your local comic book store and pick up your Dark Horse Star Wars slash Conan flip book. So that's the one Dark Horse is giving out. So you can go check out free Star Wars comic books. Awesome. I remember last year they were giving out the old attack, the one that they did for 2002. That was really cheesy. That was really cheesy. You know, there's there's this point in time when the marketing gets to, you know... Well, no, it's the comic book stores. They're like, let's just give out the one that we had last time. Yeah, I know. That's... The that part of the comic book stores is, is dull and stupid, but I think the, the marketing team should actually do a recall on, you know, what's not been given away. Mm-hmm. True. And then they can give it out to Star Wars... Yeah. You know, like Star Wars Celebration Breakfasts. Exactly. Make it rare. That's it. Um, so now I'm just going to... Caster sent me a lot of good nuggets of information. All right. So, Empire at War, demo was released Wednesday... Uh, include a tutorial and first two maps, the Galactic Conquest campaign. One is space battle, and the other is ground battle. The release date has been bumped up from the 16th of February to the 6th. Wow, so much earlier, ten days earlier. And LucasArts has announced there will be an Empire at War Collector's Edition. Oh, there you go. So there'll be exclusive bonus content though nowhere else, including a limited edition uh, Star Wars at. Uh, it adds some stuff to it, like uh, five new playable skirmish maps span the galaxy from shipyards of Kuwait, Kuat, or to the space battles on Ryloth and Polis. Their uh, 3D uh, rectangular packaging brings the life of Star Wars classic action depicted on the front of the standard edition. Exclusive concept art. Two screensavers to celebrate the Star Wars universe with X-Wings, TIE Fighters, and demonstrate the, the Empire's ultimate weapon. The Death Star. Four wallpaper pa- images. Yeah, I would have thought like the, ul- the ultimate weapon of the Empire would have been Darth Vader, but... <laughs> <laughs> Four wallpaper images will set your desktop in a galaxy far, far away. So everything will be available on the internet shortly afterwards. Oh, so, you know, it's rated team. It's coming out really, really soon. <laughs> We're going to try it out, aren't we, Sebastian? Hopefully. It's going to cost me like a day of work, 60 bucks. Ouch. Yeah. Oh, well. Star Wars Galaxies. It's got a community update. Community update released on the... Well, I, I want to say, say that Ikash has been playing. Oh, again. You know, and he's, he's actually met some 
some guy who was listening to Star Wars on Direct through his server on on, uh, on Star Wars cool. Galaxy. That, that's kind of funny. It's like how small the world really is. Thank you for listening to us, guys. Yeah. Because we know how boring the soundtrack to Star Wars Galaxies is. <laughs> is it really that bad? Apparently. <laughs> Oof. So, um, there'll be future content discussions taking place on the forums. Uh, the chat log for the devs, players chat from the night before transcripts will be available. The uh, encouraging players to have more events, the designer instructions, in-depth information about Polish 27, and confirm f- confirmation that the publisher will focus on heavy weapon changes, spy stealth changes, Jedi profession changes, and various bug fixes. A date has still not been s- been set, um, and I'm going to put up a link in the chat for... Uh, I can go check out that shit that Ecasera did wonderfully thank for me. And we'll, 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 we'll get Spash into... Update the staff page very, very soon. We will. It's 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 coming. It's like this week. It's gonna be done this week. It's gonna be done this week. Next week. This week. This week. Next week. Next week. Next month. Next year. Never. It all goes in the same flow, right, Sebastian? I'm just teasing. It happens to me twice a year and it lasts like six months. Sebastian. That's it. We're That's done. it. We're done. Are we at the end of the show already? Wow, it goes by so quickly because we're having so much fun. It's it's incredible. Girl, Audrey, I beat you. Just remember that. You didn't beat me. Nobody beat anybody. It was George Lucas. You were all wrong. I was right. <laughs> yes. You put on a such crazy theory. You needed it right there. Okay, wait. It's like just and and just for Dimitri, who really loves the crazy theory. Sorry, Dimitri. That was that was all Seb right there. We'll do another one one time. Oh, we'll do. There's plenty more coming. I mean, oh God, you just you, you don't want to get him off the show. Just just if ever you listen to him and he's not on the show, oh God, you just you don't really want to hear him. Sometimes it gets really weird. It's like, oh, the lightsabers and the this. The, the green ones never get lost. Blah, blah, blah. They don't. Blah, 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 blah. They only lost the blue sabers. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, What about Yoda's lightsaber? He It lost. That's George Lucas stepping on his own toes again. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Sebastian? What's the next show? And Yoda's saber was supposed to be orange in the first be- in, in, to begin with. Yeah, what's the next show? But he's a super master and he's got a green one. <laughs> <laughs> the next show will be on January 29th, 2006. Almost got me there. Of course, it's going to be Star Wars on Rec number 73 on the Swarm War. We're going to be talking about uh, the entire Darkness trilogy and the book. And uh, that's it. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to send them, uh, of course, to studio at SWENDirect.com. Uh, if you'd like to leave a message, you can do so on our blog on StarWarsOnDirect.com. Or our message board. Which can also be found at StarWarsOnDirect.com. And, uh, of course, if you would like to become a partner or a sponsor, you can send an email to info at SWENDirect.com. 
If you like the show, we do suggest that you talk about it around yourself. After all, word to mouth is the best publicity we can have by our listeners. Bring a friend to the next show like Ecastro did today. Thank you very much, Ecastro. Add our URL to your message board signatures, etc., etc., etc. Although, don't go, you know, and, like, be being bad boy flooding. Like, ooh, Star Wars under it on boards and being banned for us. Don't do that. Don't take a bullet for us. We're not that worth it. I am, but Sebastian's not. Well, I'm fat, so bullets will just bounce off of me anyway. What are you talking about? <laughs> are you on the crack again? No. <laughs> yes. <don't> <laughs> Get off the pipe, Sebastian. No, it's the spice. I'm on the spice again. Okay, then. I'd like to, I'd like to actually say hi to Haley, who's probably not listening to us tonight. But I want to say hi to Haley because because of her, I discovered lemon pepper. And now it's in everything I make. You're a freak, aren't you? I am a freak. Good for you. So we'd like to say thank you to our sponsors. Thank you, FederationToys.com, SetClan.net, your best French news report. Of course, Simple-Net.ca, our web host, Sci-Fi Podcast Network, which can be found at TSFPN.com. And, of course, all of the following partners... In the bloodonline.com, Star Wars Aficionado, PlanetFandom.com, Hail to the Fanboys and Girls, which is also the home of FurryConflict.com, Trek Wars the Furry Conflict Ultra Drama, Anakin and His Angel.com, Nerf-Herder-Anonymous.net, the largest collection of Star Wars references and actors, Minim Falcon, Galactic Hunter, which are keeping collectors on target, T-Bone Star Wars Universe, the Galactic Senate Message Boards, and StarWarsFanWorks.com, the home of Star Wars Fan Audio, which are all available at StarWarsWithAZ.com. And of course, Star Wars Action News. Star Wars Action News Available at ReviewStarWars.com ReviewStarWars.com And do go listen to the interview tomorrow The Steve Sanswood interview If you want to find out more about C4 It's like Go, go find out about it. Go find out more about that All of these links To these great folks Are available through our website At StarWarsOnTheReg.com Or SWEndirect.com And uh, I guess that's pretty much it I guess uh while the rovers will be continuing their mission to Mars, uh, North Pole will be preparing for next show, which is going to be on the Swarm War. And hopefully you guys are going to send us comment about the Darkness Trilogy. If you think, uh, you know, Jason and Tahiri are something that should never have happened. What are you talking about, Jason and Tahiri? Oh, sorry. Uh, <gasps> <laughs> 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 Tahiri's on Dagobah. Did I say something wrong? <laughs> I think you just let a big spoiler out of the can. Did How I? come you're finished? I'm not finished. <laughs> you hold him down and I'll take him down with a lightsaber. <laughs> Screw that, I'm getting a knife. <laughs> so if you think that Jason should never have had unprotected sex, you should let us know on our message board. That's going to be the topic next week. You know, <laughs> so like, what about Anakin? Anakin? Anakin had unprotected sex apparently. Did you think they were ready to bring children into the world? Obviously not! <laughs> it was a dysfunctional <laughs> family. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't actually, you know, get them on the table before. So, something wonderful has happened. <laughs> what? I got pregnant. You bet you didn't! <laughs> you skipped out on your pill! Oh. oh no! 
That was that was wrong. <laughs> that was wrong, Brian. <laughs> Alright, we're for all the friends here at Star Wars Sound Direct. This is Sebastian saying, see you next time on Star Wars Sound Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. You were listening to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. Sure to visit www.swandirect.com for more information about upcoming shows. This show has been brought to you by SimpleNet. Masters, online gamers, or administrators of e-business. At SimpleNet, we will always have a solution to meet your needs.